a quote that I've always loved from Albert Einstein, which is, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And that was, I think, one of my bigger struggles for most of my life, 32 years of my life, was I was really trying to be successful. But when I flipped it on his head at 32 years old and said, you know what, I'm going to just listen to this quote by Albert Einstein and just focus on becoming a person of value, everything changed. And like I consider you know, picking up trash, being a person of value. I consider, you know, creating a free podcast uh, valuable. I consider, you know, conversations like this that other people could hear valuable. So what are you doing? Audit yourself on things that you're doing that are valuable. And when you start to really start to fill that box up with a lot of valuable things, then uh, you'll start to start, start to see some really cool things happening. Hi, this is Joshua Spodek, and this is Leadership in the Environment. You're not the only one who cares about your impact enough to act. You're part of a global community undeterred by people saying, if others don't change first, then what I do doesn't matter, and other excuses. We've read the science. We can do this. This show is about personal responsibility, acting, and improving your life by your values. As guest after guest says, the challenge was hard, but thank you for getting me to do it. I wish I'd done it earlier. Listen on for leaders to inspire you, hear their struggles, and then act. Go to joshuaspodick.com slash podcast to commit to a public, personal challenge of your own. You're not alone, and you don't have to wait for others. Welcome to conversation number two with John Lee Dumas. You're going to hear how John Lee Dumas inspired me how he's acting on his commitment, one of the biggest commitments of anybody on the show, and that's what's inspired me back, and his acting on it, involving people in his neighborhood around him, involving people in his family. Really fun. He talks about joy. It's going to be about how he's leading others, how he's finding other things to do, how he's learning about the environment and acting on these things. And this one's short and sweet, so let's just let John take it away. So welcome to the Leadership in the Environment podcast. I'm here with John Lee Dumas for our second conversation. John, how are you doing? Fired up. Thanks for asking. And when we start talking about leadership, I have to mention today would be Nelson Mandela's 100th birthday. And if we talk about leaders, Nelson Mandela towers above almost everybody. And I had to mention that. And also, I want to hear about how your personal challenge went, because I've talked about it a lot. And I'm going to keep people hanging on for a second, because when last we spoke, it was winter here. And you pointed your camera out the window to show, show Puerto Rico. And you're like, look how beautiful it is here. And I was like, darn. And partly that has enriched my life because it's led me to take these sailing lessons as a way of to avoid flying and possibly to go to Puerto Rico and help you pick up garbage if I can get my way there. I'm not yet up. I haven't been out in the ocean yet. But I want to thank you for a few guests have inspired me back because I do a lot of things but only a few have done things where I felt like, wow, that's really big. I got to up my game. I got to get off my plateau. So I thank you for that. And I've now kept the listeners waiting because I think people want to know you've taken on one of the bigger challenges of picking up garbage from your beach. And I wonder if you could share. Yes. So it's really interesting. So here in Puerto Rico, we live in just a beautiful um, side of the island. But what's interesting about it is it is the Eastern facing side. So when the breeze hits us, the breeze is essentially coming all the way across the Atlantic Ocean, all the way from Africa. And it's this amazing, fresh breeze. But guess what? There's nothing in between us. So all this trash that gets dumped by cruise ships and by aircraft carriers and by fishermen and by just people who 
just frankly, just, you know, don't care, gets washed up on our shores. And it's really sad. And you know, it's one of those things where you can get frustrated and say, hey, this is just always going to happen. It's never going to get better. So let's just like let it pile up, pile up. Or, you know, you could say, listen, like this is my beach. This is my home. I'm not going to let some other, you know, person who doesn't care, you know, ruin this overall experience. So when we talked last, like I made the commitment to go and, you know, be a consistent person that, that goes and cleans the beaches to, to give an example for others. And in fact, just about a month and a half ago, my seven-year-old niece and three-year-old nephew were here and I took them out as well with their little plastic bags and they had fun with it, you know, like scurrying around, like finding the trash and being like, Uncle Lily, like, look at this. I'm like, yeah, throw it away. And then like, as we're packing the trash out, because it's some of them are on very secluded beaches down dirt roads you know, we're, we're going by like bikers and walkers and hikers and runners. And some of them are stopping and asking us like, hey, well, what are you guys doing there? Like, what, what's, what's going on? And you talk about it and then they get expired, inspired. Then I go for a run like a week later. And then I see them with plastic bags coming out with trash. And I'm just like, wow, like this is really cool. How like the momentum that I started, you know, is having this kind of ripple effect now with other people. And, you know, now we're honestly, we're facing a new challenge, which is pretty interesting, which I don't even think you know about Joshua, but it's this time of year where we have what's called sargassum weed, the uh, seaweed that just really inundates the beaches and, and it's massive quantities and it washes up on the beach and it bakes in the sun and the smell is really atrocious. And in fact, it's, it's, it is legitimately toxic to consume too much at too close of an area. And it's really tough. And so we've also kind of had to come together as a community to kind of figure out ways that we could lessen this, you know? So it's like, we have the trash, we have the sargassum seaweed, which by the way, is not natural to the fact where it's actually caused because of pollution runoff from places like Brazil and Venezuela that goes into the Caribbean ocean and kind of comes up and creates this kind of, you know, filth that ends up kind of getting washed up on our shore. So it's a struggle that, uh, you know, something that, you know, you could get overwhelmed by, or you could just say, you know what, I'm just going to do my part today and I'm going to mm-hmm. see what happens tomorrow. So I want to go back, you're going and people are seeing you picking up garbage. And they're just asking about it. Are you suggesting that they do it or are they taking it upon themselves? Taking it upon themselves. You know, I would never like discourage people from doing it, but I'm not going to be like, yeah, you should do it too. Like I just say, listen, like this is something that brings me a lot of joy, brings me a lot of satisfaction to help our beaches and uh, look better. And a lot of times they say, well, thank you. Like, cause you know, this is their community too. And then they take ownership for that as well. And then, like I said, it just really seemed to start this great ripple effect that is having a good impact to our community. So this is really, I mean, this is leading by example without even trying. I mean, you're just, the word I heard was joy. And I think the predominant thing that I hear is people saying, if I do it, no one else does, what difference does it make? And what I'm seeing is the opposite with you is that you're enjoying it. So right there, doing something you enjoy, it's like, that's all you need to know. But it's also leading people to do stuff. And how do you feel about other people getting involved? Is it, is it like, that's kind of cool or is it like you want to do more? Or is it, are you happy? Are you satisfied? No, it makes me realize that I think that there's really an opportunity here to, to get organized and to really start taking even more ownership about what we're doing here as a community and really have a lot of fun with it. You know, one thing that's kind of interesting that you said uh, that I'd like to touch upon uh, just a couple of seconds ago was, you know, some people look at something that are like, well, if I'm the only person doing it, like, can I make a difference? Does it even matter? And it brings me back to that story that I'm sure a lot of people have heard, but maybe you haven't thought about in a while is... You know, here's this seven-year-old girl on a beach, you know, after high tide, 
and it's currently at low tide and there's all these starfish um, just that have just kind of been stuck in the sand and they're, you know, slowly, you know, suffocating and, and struggling and dying. And she's going, you know, down the beach with hundreds and thousands of them and throwing them one by one back into the ocean. And, and you know, an adult approaches her and says, you know, honey, like, what are you doing? Like, you, you, you can never make an impact. I mean, there's, there's just too many. And she picks up one, throws it in the ocean and says, I just made an impact for that one. And that can be all that it means. Yeah, I want to I want to add to that even more because now imagine that some other people see her doing that and then they start doing it too. And then other people seeing that and they start doing it too because there's this compound effect because you're not just doing it yourself. You involve your family in it. You involve your neighbors in it. And you're not telling them to do it. You're not trying to get them to do it. They're just seeing you do it and being like, oh, that's cool. I want to do that too. Yeah. And I think it's important to also think about the flip side though. Even if you don't get that momentum, don't get frustrated because you are making a difference, even if it's just one, one difference. So were there any hurdles? Were there things that were, that made it hard or times when you're like, uh, this isn't worth it or I don't know anything. Yeah, it's tough because, you know, I'm just sometimes just like, you know, I just want to pop my, my, my iPod Nano in and just go for a run and just, you know, crush the trails and then come back and, and enjoy the night. And, you know, I don't necessarily want to, you know, bring a bag out there and load it all up and, you know, grab all that gross stuff and then have to haul the bag back out. And, you know, it's not glamorous. It is, and those are struggles that I have. And so, you know, that's what I say. I say, listen, if I do it once and I'm going to reward myself with, you know, going for a run the next day, and then, you know, I can kind of continue to play that kind of hopscotch game. Feeling inspired? Do you like hearing others acting that you're not alone? Go to joshuaspodek.com slash podcast to hear other interviews, but even more valuable. Join the growing community of people who care enough to act, not just talk. Read the list of people who have taken on personal challenges and then commit to one yourself. Don't be surprised if you end up loving it, changing more, and finding people following you without you even trying. That's what happens when you improve your life by living by your values. You're making me think about, do you know about this thing in Sweden where they bring bags with them running and they pick up garbage as they run? No. I've been thinking about doing that because I live in New York and so it's like, there's a lot of garbage around. And so, you know, think about when you're running. Normally when I run, I just want to run straight. I don't like it when there's a turn. I'm in Central Park. I like the hills. But these people have started doing something. I pick up garbage when I walk down the street, but they run with a bag. And when they pass garbage, they pick it up and put it in the bag. And on the one hand, that sounds like it's annoying because you can't get a good run in. On the other hand, you're doing this all this up and down. It's it's going to be like a full body workout. I mean, and making an player, adventure, yeah. Like every yeah. time you pick up like a good a big piece of garbage, like and you stop to do that, like why not do ten burpees right there then too? Like you can really kind of add some things to that where you know people just say, "Oh, I can't stop running. I got to run." Like that's just chronic cardio. Like that's like a marathon. Like you can have a good you know circuit workout. You can do hit training, you know high intensity interval training, and you can really look at it like that way and look at it like a game. Like people love geocaching. You know, there's a cool geocache right down the road from me. But the reality is, why not look at uh, trash as kind of like a Pokemon Go game? Like, oh, yeah. there's a piece of trash. Like, let's go get it. Yeah, I, look, I'm not blowing sunshine up your butt here, but like most people I listen to, I'm like, that's cool that you're not using straws or something like that. And I think not such a big deal, but you're actually getting me to like, I'm going to do that the next time I go running. And cool. I think of it as like the soccer players, you know, there's this drill where they take a step and then scoop and then they take a step and scoop. I don't know if you, if, if people listening understand what I'm talking about, but it's, <laughs> it's like going to be a different workout. I don't think I'm going to get very far because <laughs> I'm going to run a couple of blocks and be like, well, like the bag's going to be full 
and my legs are going to be super tired. But you're in New York City, so maybe your goal should be to like take a bag, run, do your little obstacle course, fill it up, find a trash can, toss it in there, and then you just finish your run. Yeah. Like your goal should be to like to fill up one trash bag uh, or, you know, so many X number pieces of trash, and then you're off crushing the rest of your run as normal. And my big goal is to get other people to start doing it. Because a bunch of people have read, like the Swedish found this little thing, but I'm not doing it. I don't, I've never seen anyone do it in New York. I want to do this. This is cool. So I, I think you, you committed for a year. So we're going to talk again in six months. So maybe I'll get a boat. So I'll find a skipper who can take me to Puerto Rico because I, I want to get there. Uh, <laughs> get there. If I can, I'll get there sooner. But now I'm, I'm going to putting myself on the line on, uh, to be accountable to you and to everyone listening that I'm going to do this. See what happens. Try to get some people to follow. Cool. I love it. So you're going to keep, it sounds like you're going to keep doing it. Oh, by the way, I tell a lot of people something that I find very admirable about what happened before. When we talked before, I asked you what you care, you know, do you care about the environment? And you went, no. First person who was just like, all right, nope, don't care. And I'm not sure exactly what you're thinking, but you did after a couple of minutes switch to yes, the beach. And I really like that ability or willingness to change your mind publicly, to be vulnerable like that. Uh, Because I think that's very important. A lot of people just stick with something forever. And I tell people about that. And people like that. So I want to give you that feedback. Thank you. And and then you took on one of the the bigger challenges. So I I found that very admirable. And I tell, oh yeah, this is the other thing. I tell people like, look at his webpage. It says how much he made this month. It's six figures. He can pay people to do this. (laughs) He's doing it himself. And so there's there's an element there. How did it turn into joy for you? Was it, I mean, if someone said to you, hey, pick up my garbage you probably wouldn't say, great, sounds like a bunch of joy. It was taking ownership, like ownership that this is my islands. This is my community. You know, this is my area that I spend time at and I want it to be beautiful and I want it to be clean and I want it to look good. And, you know, and honestly, it does feel good when I'm a part of that change and affecting good in that way. So all those reasons. Cool. And, it, and I think you just answer, might have answered it. I'd like to close with a couple of questions. One is, is there anything I didn't think to ask that uh, that's worth bringing up? And the other is any message direct that you want to give to the listeners? You know, one thing you didn't ask is when the next time I'm going to be in New York. When's the next time you're going to be in New York? Next Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Oh, have you thought about having some famous vegetable stew? Ooh, I like the sound of vegetable stew. Yeah, and it's made with no garbage. It's just like almost... I don't know if you know my whole thing about avoiding food packaging, but I haven't thrown out my garbage since June of 2017 because I haven't had that much yet. And actually, that doesn't matter. It's delicious. That's what matters. <laughs> That's all I care about, and I yeah. want to eat it. So there's the invitation. And to the listeners, if you're in New York, you know, hit me up, and, and I'll try to work you guys in too. But uh, Where in the island are you? Like, what's your, what's your borough? I'm in Greenwich Village. Greenwich, all right. I'll be in the so, Upper West Side. So I'm right off an express stop, so easy to get to. Beauty. So sweet. So why don't we follow up? If it's cool with you, we'll follow up by email to, to up, yeah. work on logistics. And I guarantee you're going to be like, this is going to be one of the most delicious meals I've had. <laughs> Would you cook it for all the people that I'm with? I'm going to be with like a few people. It's, it's about 500 square feet here. So everyone who, can <laughs> fit, everyone who can fit is welcome to come over. Oh, here's the thing. I'll send you this email or an email with this link that I ask people if they want, you know, you feel compelled, you got to bring something like should I bring wine or dessert or something like that. So it's fine to bring nothing, but if you bring anything or anyone brings anything, please no packaging. So no rubber bands, no stickers, no cans, no bags. And unless it's something that you brought with you to the store and that you, you will use again. So a lot of people have this weird thing. They bring stuff over there in a bag and they're like, 
I can't understand how they do what they do, but they like, they bring packaged stuff over. So nothing is fine, but most people, they find like fruit or a vegetable or something like that. And anything you bring. I'm probably going to opt for nothing. That's totally fine. (laughs) I mean, that's what most people do. And it's fine with me. Cool. Just bring your appetite. And if you bring your friends, that's cool too. Let me know how many before they come over so I know how many. Yeah, we'll talk. Okay. Anything else? Any last message to the listeners? Oh, wait, did you already give that or was that? Yeah. No, I have to give it a last message. I would say if there's like one thing that I would leave people with that's kind of based on what we've been talking about today is a quote that I've always loved from Albert Einstein, which is try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And that was, I think, one of my biggest struggles for most of my life, 32 years of my life, was I was really trying to be successful. But when I flipped it on his head at 32 years old and said, you know what, I'm going to just listen to this quote by Albert Einstein and just focus on becoming a person of value, everything changed. And like, I consider, you know, picking up trash, being a person of value. I consider, you know, creating a free podcast uh, valuable. I consider, you know, conversations like this that other people could hear valuable. So what are you doing? Audit yourself on things that you're doing that are valuable. And when you start to really start to fill that box up with a lot of valuable things, then uh, you'll start to start start to see some really cool things happening. I could leave that there, but I wonder if you have any posts or recordings of yours that could take them. If someone was like, "Yeah, I do want to get my value. I do want to like," could you? Are there resources that they could get? Yeah, I would give them a, a free resource uh, that I've actually recently created that would really help them get to that value point. Because unless you really know what your big idea is you necessarily can't give a ton of value in that area because you need to have a clear, concise idea about what that is. So I've created a three-hour training for anybody that wants it. It's completely free and it's called Three Hours to Your Big Idea. So if you give me three hours, I'll give you your big idea. Visit yourbigidea.io and you're off to the races. And then boom, you have your big idea. Now you can start to see where the value is you can give to this world. That's awesome that you're so quick with that because I let the record show, I did not tell him I was going to ask that question. And so thank you for having that. And I'll put the link up so for people can click it just using typing it in. And uh, well, thank you very much. It was great. And I look forward to hearing about you, uh, hearing from you about New York City. I'll see you soon. Take care. It sounds to me like he's really going to keep doing it. And I was serious that few others lead me back, though some do. Actually, I got to mention Jeff Brown, who is the host of the Read to Lead podcast, his taking on his homeowners association to start that recycling program in his neighborhood. That's led me to propose formally a sustainability committee to my co-op board. And that's moving along. But John is getting me, first it was the sailing. Now it's going to be the running. And maybe when he's in New York, we'll go running together, picking up garbage together. And I was also serious for those around New York City who want to take me up on famous vegetable stew, just hit me up. You can figure out how to find me and just let me know when you're around. Uh, For everyone else, I'll let you know how things went with John Lee Dumas when he came to visit. Did you feel inspired too? Then act. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and click to commit to your personal challenge so you can inspire others. Value means better and worse, and living by your values means living better by your values. You may struggle at first, but it's the hero's journey from living by others' values to living by yours. People say that little things add up. I won't argue against it. 
But what I find counts is acting, doing something, anything starts that mindset shift from the debilitating others should act first or making excuses to the empowering, I can make a difference. And living by my values improves my life. I don't have to wait for others to act first. I'm looking for leaders, people who will bring what works here in this podcast to communities I haven't reached. Billions of people want to change their behavior. There's room for leadership from personal leadership of just yourself to whatever scale you want. Start by acting and changing yourself. Go to joshuaspodak.com slash podcast and commit to your personal challenge.